It's time for the Friday episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner here on a Friday. We're going to break this down. Is this the week that Kenny Pickett shows he's not just a fourth quarter quarterback, he's a franchise quarterback? That and more here in all our picks here in week eight. Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting platforms and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Go to Prize Picks right now, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. As I said before, we're joined by Jenna Harner of Channel 11, WVXI. She's back on a Friday episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Jenna, these two teams, we talked about this with Tony Wiggins on Crossover Thursday. Go check out that episode if you have not. Uh, but here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, we talked about these teams and we saw a lot of similarities. You got a young quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, Kenny Pickett, uh, third year, first round draft pick running back, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, two debatable number one wide receivers, Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, uh, two defenses that are based on their edge rushers, uh, Travis Travon Walker and Josh Allen for the Jaguars, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. For the Steelers, and then you do have talent, talented guys in different parts of different teams. But at, at the same at the same point, these strength, these teams, also with gritty veteran coaches and Doug Peterson and, and Mike Tomlin, there seem to be so many similarities, and that to me might be the most fascinating part of this matchup. Yeah, it's super funny, right? You and I were talking just before we started recording. And when you look at these teams, it's like, wait a second. All of these pieces really seem to align in that way. Yep. Also, I want to point out that uh, Kenny Pickett and Trevor Lawrence both have the flow going, too. So uh, <laughs> all first pair in the NFL. We'll add that in there. But it's, it, it's really true. And I think that's what almost is going to be really intriguing to see how these two teams game plan against each other this week. And especially the Steelers, how the offense fairs when they know they're going to have two pass rushers bearing down on them constantly. But at the same time, that's one of the things where we hear about it all the time from the offense talking about going against TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith in practice. They're like, yeah, when we're going against the best, we can get ready to face the best because of the fact that we're going against these guys day in, day out. I think that's a, that's a definitely a very real part of this. The Steelers offensive line and the, and the Jaguars offensive line, both are going to have be used to facing talented edge rushers because they both have talented edge rushers. But I want to talk about Kenny Pickett specifically and this Steelers offense. We saw yet again, fourth quarter, and we've talked about it all week because it's not just the fourth quarter comeback. It's the fourth quarter production. You look at Kenny Pickett's splits. He jumps from a 45 passer rating in the first quarter to a 102 passer rating in the fourth quarter. It is insane That's how good he has been in the fourth quarter, but it's also insane how bad he's been in the first. And in the second, he's not too much better at 71, which is also a bad passer rating. In the third quarter, he's 92.9. That's right around the rate where you want him to kind of get to and stay consistently. Jenna, 
do you feel like based off of what you've seen, what you've heard, your 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 ability to to assess this team, is this a week where we start to see Kenny Pickett expand his fourth quarter success to maybe some more consistent play with the Steelers offense? I mean, you'd ideally have to think so, right? Just based on how he finished that game against the Rams, but also too, we've been saying that consistently where it's like he looked great in the fourth quarter against the Ravens. He, you know, you find those games, you go back to last year where he had those fourth quarter game winning drives that yep. it was do or die. And I think Kenny Pickett does a really, really, really good job of when facing the pressure, he's calm, he's cool, he's collected, he does what he needs to do. But I think that also involves getting into a rhythm, which we saw, I feel like the Steelers offense was kind of an entirely different team when they came out of the second half there against the Rams. And you really saw just them be able to move the ball more. I think that having Deontay Johnson back is going to be a huge factor in all of this. And you and I have talked about this kind of consistently here, but Johnson is such a weapon and his elite route running. We saw that there's so much talk about that, but it was on full display against the Rams. And I think that is going to be absolutely crucial here for those quick passes where Kenny knows where Deontay is going to be. And when he has to get the ball out quick, because Josh Allen and um, is Trayvon, I I must say Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Trayvon Walker. I was going to say Diggs, And I'm like, no, that's not what my brain is going. (laughs) I'm like, he's a cowboy. You're mixing up the bills guy with the guy with the brother that plays on the bills, all the people. Yeah. There's, there's bills connections everywhere. Don't you know? (laughs) But I, I I do think when you're, when Kenny Pickett is going to have to make a lot of quick decisions, that's my whole point along with that. And, he is going to have to find Deontay and that is going to be what helps them sustain consistency because we saw on that third and eight play on those third downs, Kenny Pickett is able to find guys like Deontay, even George Pickens as well and move the chains. And that is something too. We continue to say, this is what this offense needs to do. Kenny Pickett doesn't have to be the fourth quarter quarterback for the entire game. I think if he was, and I think Steelers fans would absolutely love that. And also this team might be, being talked about as one of the more dominant teams in the NFL and they would have an offense that was being incredibly consistent and able to move the ball. But I think if you just get across the board, more solid drives from the Steelers, more sustained drives, then that's going to be where Kenny Pickett can settle into things a little bit more and say, Hey, look, we have these options. Hey, we can play with a lead. The Steelers I mean, it's a small sample size. And also it's one of those kind of question marks about like, okay, what does this even really mean? When the Steelers have scored 17 points or more this season, they're four and out. That's something that needs to be said. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 that is crazy in that situation. Uh, Jenna, um, I, I think one thing about Kenny Pickett that we've seen is that, you know, expanding the offense, seeing things, you know, he, you know, Mike Tomlin talked about making routine, you know, making routine plays routinely again this weekend. Yeah. And he talked about that with some of the scripted things they quote unquote have uh, there. Uh, for the Steelers. But one thing that I noticed when I was looking at all 22 and something that has been a critical point for a lot of people is that the Steelers weren't using enough pre-snap motion in some of their games. And I saw a lot of pre-snap motion in this, in their, in their win over the Rams and it was helping them identify things. And uh, you know, there were plays where Connor Hayward would line up on one side of the field, he would motion to the other. And then that would set that. And then Kenny Pickett, you know, would read where the linebackers were at and they, he would attack where either if they followed him, they would go where they left. If they stayed where they were, he would attack the other side or he'd run the ball. And it was interesting to see that develop. And I got a chance to ask Kenny Pickett that in the Steelers locker room, the emphasis that they put on it, what it's doing for him, how it's helping him. And if it's becoming, 
becoming a bigger factor in the Steelers' offense. Here was Kenny Pickett in the Steelers' locker room on Wednesday. You identify chances with Deontay and George. It seemed like you guys were using that and using that to identify spots in the defense. Yeah, it's big. You know, shifts and motions, you can help ID. Um, some defense do some maze looks where, you know, they, they, they give you a look that looks like, man, and they pop in a zone or vice versa. So um, in this day and age with, with the NFL, that people are doing some, some good things that help you um, identify man or zone. And sometimes they, they throw some, some curve balls in there that kind of mess with you a little bit. But it all depends on the game plan. I don't want to. You guys are using that more right now to help, to help, with, help with things? Um, I feel like we've been using it, you know, a decent amount. I don't, I don't know the percentages of what it's been, but um, something that we're going to continue to do. I don't want to use the word. So that was Kenny Pickett in the Steelers locker room talking about the priest, the use of pre-snap motion. And you could hear him kind of talk about the importance that it does, it, it, identifying things. And these, that's the basic part of it is you use that because when you move, if the defense runs with the guy, usually that means man. It doesn't always mean that it's that man specifically, but usually that, that signifies something. And that allows you to then identify, okay, that at least signifies something that we've seen on film that we want to execute. And I think it shows more of the wrinkles that can be there in the Steelers offense. And these are part of the Steelers' offense that if Kenny Pickett can use earlier in games, can recognize things as, as games continue, you we can see him expand that success, and maybe this starts to become the, the awakening of Kenny Pickett into the franchise quarterback the Steelers need him to be. And that's such a big factor, too, with young quarterbacks because we know, and especially in a year, too, where defense has been king in the NFL – for these younger guys, for guys like Kenny Pickett, even guys like Trevor Lawrence, to be able to just have that comfortability where, hey, I'm doing this. I know what this looks like. Oh, they're presenting this. This means this is available. This means I can do this. This means, hey, I can change this up quickly and we're doing that instead of that. It adds so much and it just gives that sense of, hey, I know what I'm doing. And not to say that they don't by any means, but it's, hey, I know what I'm doing. I recognize this. I know how to attack it. This is how we move the ball down the field. This is how we keep drives alive. And that's so crucial too, especially when we've seen the Steelers offense not really be able to find their footing for the majority of the games they have played this season. Absolutely. The Jaguars defense, no joke. They're going to have to come correct to, to put up points on them and to look more consistent. But I think that's another sign that if this happens this week, this could be the week that's that, that the Steelers fans have been waiting for to see Kenny Pickett start to take charge and make more progress. We'll talk more about that progress as we talk about our, our picks for this game. But before we do that, we got to talk about all our picks for week eight. It's going to be time we get over our picks, where we are, who's who's in the lead of the Lockdown Steelers Pick'em League that we have right now, uh, and where Jen and I stand. All that and more here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. On the other side of this upcoming break here, stick with us. We still have so much to discuss. But first, we have our we have to tell you about our great sponsors at FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the number one sports book in all of America. Right now, new customers who sign up for FanDuel get $5, who bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. That means just bet $5 on FanDuel if you're a new customer. You get $200 back in bonus bets whether you win or lose in the bet. Easy as easy as that. Sign up right now. Get on FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Plus, when you bet those five dollars, you'll also get a hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. It's the best deal that you can ever get to get involved with FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. It's an app that's super easy to use where you can bet on everything from spreads to player pops and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the rest of your season with an offer that you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
back here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, we are here. It is week eight. We are making progress. And we are seeing how things are shaking out here. I will shout out our number one teams. There's one team in here that, like, there's they have a funny name. And I don't know if it's, like, a joke to get me to say something stupid on, on the internet. So I'm going to not say that name. But the, other, but the other team that is in first place with 72 wins, Jay Smith, 67. They are doing pretty well there with 72 wins way ahead. I am way back at 61 picks here. Uh trying to catch up to them 11 games back. Where are you right now, Jenna, in the, in, in the, in the pick'em league? I am at 65 and 41. So I think okay. I'm like four games ahead of you. Okay. I was back five games last week. We picked up one game this week. We're, 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 we're going to install one game. Listen, the comeback is, it's, it's gradual. You're just going to, you're just going to be cozing. You, you're just going to be hanging out. You're going to be sipping on a latte, enjoying the nice sunny day. And then all of a sudden I'm going to pass you like, where, where did Chris come from? Because I've just been behind, right behind you this whole time. But <laughs> let's get to the rest of to our picks this weekend, because there's so many picks to discuss. And as always, our picks come with all the lines and advantages and, and, and betting lines from FanDuel Sportsbook, who we just talked about, the number one sportsbook in, in America. So let's get into this weekend's game. Uh, as you pointed out to me on our Fantasy Football Insider uh, show from WPXI, go check out that if you haven't at WPXI.com, by the way, uh, where we break down fantasy football every week on Wednesday nights. Uh, but FanDuel Sportsbook, we got, we got games. There's no buys this week. So we get a full slate of NFL games, 16 contests across – Thursday, Saturday, uh, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Let's start with the Sunday games. Of course, we're skipping the Thursday night Buccaneers at Bills game, which is a tough one to read for me here. Uh, the Bills have been so shaky. We're recording this before that game, though. But let's get into uh, the, the the one o'clock games. Of course, we'll save Jaguar Steelers for last. Let's open with an NFC East rivalry game. It's the Eagles at the Commanders. Eagles on the road, six and a half point favorites here. I'm taking the Eagles. Um, I thought that they looked back on track with their last game, the Commanders. Not as much. They have been struggling, and I think they're going to be sellers very soon in the trade market with the trade deadline approaching. And I think this is the last game that's going to kind of prove to them that they need to be sellers. You know who beat the Commanders a week ago? The New York Football Giants. A win somehow, some way. A win. I don't a win. Know. <laughs> they won a football game. Uh, we'll get to them later, but uh, I'm going with Philly here. I mean, my goodness, the way that they just limited that explosive Miami offense the way that A.J. Brown performed. I think these games are always wonky. Washington has given the Eagles problems the last handful of times the two have met, but I don't see that happening here at all. I see the Eagles rolling here. Saints at Colts, a really odd matchup here. One and a half point favorites are the Saints on the road here. I'm going to ride with the Saints, but man... I just I don't I don't know, man. The Saints, there's I think their defense should be better than it is right now. They should be letting up less points. They should be doing better. And the Colts, they just put up points on the Browns. I'm I'm selling myself here. In the, am I picking the Colts? I, no, I'm picking the Saints. Don't do this, Chris. You're picking the Saints. You're going with your gut here. I'm going with New Orleans. Who are you going with, Jenna? That's exactly how I feel with this game. I can talk myself into picking either of those two teams because I'm like, <laughs> eh, the Saints defense, they're probably going to rebound. I think they're coming back off that brutal Thursday night loss where it was, was it Foster Moreau should have had that catch in the end zone? Yeah, no. brutal. Big brutal. Right. But at the same time, the Colts looked pretty solid against the Browns and almost beat the Browns. And Gardner Minshew had a fantastic day against a Browns secondary that up to this point has been one of the best in the league. See, now I'm talking myself into this, but see, I'm, going, see? 
I have the Saints here. I'm going with the Saints, but yeah, this one to me feels like a big toss-up. Exactly. We move along here to the to our other to our other games here. Um, this is an interesting matchup simply because it's the two rookie quarterbacks that were picked in the first round this year. That's Bryce Young for the Panthers and CJ Stroud for the Texans. The Texans on the road, three point favorites. I feel like this spread should be bigger in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like the Texans, they're three and three, but they've played so well in some of their games. They, in fact, they've beaten both the Steelers and the Jaguars handily in the yeah. game that we're going to talk about a little bit later. So I'm taking the Texans and, and I'll take the points too. I think that's a very, uh, very, very generous uh, three points that they're only giving to them there uh, because I think they could give a lot more. I don't think the Panthers – the Panthers do have an offense too. I think that could, this could be a high-scoring fantasy game, though, for, for for either side. Yeah, I like the Texans here. They're coming off a bye. C.J. Stroud has not looked like a rookie. He's looked very impressive. I am intrigued to see on the other side of things how Bryce Young performs, but I like the Texans. I like Stroud. They have not given me a reason to pick against them. The Cowboys host the Rams. Cowboys, six and a half point favorites in Dallas. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think the Rams, they played tough against the Steelers, but I think the Cowboys, they, they're starting to rebound, find their groove. They're going to do just enough to win this game. It'll be close. In fact, I take the Rams to cover in this game. I think it'll go down to the wire, but I think the Cowboys find a way to win. I think the Cowboys find a way to win too. They it was weird when they played that Monday night game against the Chargers two weeks ago because that felt like such a must-win game for them after the way they yeah. lost to the Niners. And then they went into the bye. When you go into the bye on a win, you're feeling good, you're riding high. I think they come out, they focused on what a lot of they focused on every report I've seen has been they've you know focusing on what they needed to focus on during the bye, which is not a shocker. But I think that this team uh comes back and continues a really impressive offensive performance in this one. So I like the Cowboys. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it rolling here with a game that I think could be crazy is the Falcons at the Titans. The Falcons are two and a half point favorites with Devin Ritter, but it looks like it's gonna be Will Levis because not only is Ryan Tannehill not playing because he's injured, but Malik Willis isn't gonna start. It looks like the Titans are gonna put their their rookie quarterback Will Levis out there to start. And uh good luck. I I was not a fan of Will Levis in the draft process. I was not a fan of Will Levis and what I saw in preseason and training camp when I looked over at the Titans. I, I don't think Desmond Ritter is that good, but I think the Falcons do more than enough to win this game on the road. Yeah, I think the Falcons win this one. Anytime you're starting a rookie quarterback, unless you have like an insanely solid team around you, I am uh, going with the fact that this is going to be the Falcons. Something really intriguing to watch, though, as the Titans, they are, have to come on the short week too and play the Steelers next week. Absolutely. Absolutely there. Uh, we go to the Battle of New York. The Jets at the Giants. The Giants, three-point dogs at home. I guess they're both at home. That's gonna yeah. that's gonna be weird. As a Giants fan, I gotta ask, do you hate the Jets? Is that what is the what is is that even a thing? What is that like? It's it's not, it's like they're irrelevant because they've I, I'm not I know, I know, like I know. she hates the Jets. She hates the Jets. So she said they're irrelevant. They're, but to the Giants, they're irrelevant because they haven't been relevant. I've seen the Super Bowl wins. I'm talking a little trash here. I have some you friends are. who are Jets fans that were riding so high into the season. I'm like, all right. So I'm still picking the Giants to lose this football game, <laughs> in case you're wondering. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just – it's one of those, like, I mean, AFC, NFC, They the Giants beat the Jets team that they can never beat. So in the Super Bowl twice, I don't know what to say. There's, that is actually pretty funny uh, that the Giants were beating up on Tom Brady and, the, and Tom Brady always beat up on the Jets, except that one time in the AFC Divisional round where Mark Sanchez got it. But either way, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Jets win this game. It is That is kind of funny. I will say, actually, I'll add this caveat. Daniel Jones is supposed to be back 
Daniel Jones plays, Jets win. Terrell Taylor plays, I say Giants win. I got that was yep. That's yeah. I, it, I just have this weird feeling. Terod Taylor is a good backup quarterback. He's not. He's not your franchise quarterback. He's not a guy. But like when he comes in, you can execute a game plan around him not making a mistake, and he won't make the mistake, and you'll win the game. Whereas Daniel Jones tends to unfortunately make those mistakes. Make all the mistakes. That's that's what that's what he does. So I'm taking the Jets. But let me tell you, if I find out Terod Taylor starting, I'm switching that pick. but let's go to the AFC AFC East here. I believe this is the largest spread of the weekend. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I think it is the largest spread of the weekend, and that's AFC East. The Dolphins host the Patriots. Nine and a half point favorites of the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins easily. Even though the Patriots just upset the Bills, Dolphins don't let that happen. No, Dolphins do not let two abysmal weeks happen. I think they got punched in the mouth against the Eagles. I think that was a really big measuring stick of, okay, maybe we are not the team that we thought they were, but they can rebound and potentially be that team against a Patriots team that's not great. It's a, that's a very nice way to put that. The <laughs> Vikings at the Packers. Vikings one and a half point favorites. Man, I'm taking the Vikings easily in this one. I haven't liked anything I've seen from Jordan Love. I have liked what I've seen from Kirk Cousins, and I, what I've loved what I've seen from Jordan Addison. Uh, and I think that Vikings defense started to get after the Niners in that in that game. They're going to be getting after the Packers too. I think that they make some mistakes, and the Vikings capitalize. Give me Minnesota. And I read into the reports here, but I know there are a lot of injuries to the Packers defensively yeah. right now, especially in their secondary. A field day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Jordan Addison, all the receivers there. TJ Hawkinson, add him in on that one too. A- absolutely. A game that Steelers fans will be keeping keeping eyes on while they're watching their game. Actually, no, this will be after the, after the Steelers have played their game uh, at one at four o'clock. So we go to the four o'clock hour here of Sunday games. Seahawks host the Browns in Seattle. The Seahawks are three and a half point favorites. I know. And it looks like PJ Walker is going to start for the Browns again. I'm taking the Seahawks. I, I think that the Browns you look at the way they've, they've won the last two games against the Niners and the Colts, and they've been impressive ways to kind of find ways ways to win. But at the end of both of those games were very controversial plays that were that were calls that heavily favored the Browns in situations that didn't make sense. Jim Irsay has even come out and said the NFL has apologized to the Colts for, for two calls that kept the, the, the Browns alive in that game. I, I don't think the Seahawks even give them the chance to be alive. That's it's a West Coast game at home. The Seahawks offense, they need to prove a point. To, they really need this win to stay, to stay in the pace of the NFC race. I think the Browns finally take a loss here with P.J. Walker. What say you, Jenna? And is this the week the Seahawks are wearing the throwbacks? I this think is the throwback week, yes. Imagine that. I mean, that right there, call it a day. Seahawks win. But I mean, I, I know there's been so much talk. And I know Steelers fans are like, I don't want to hear this. La la la. There's been so much talk about Miles Garrett and all mm-hmm. that he did last week. He had to do all of that. And that Browns team still just barely escaped by the skin of their teeth there. And so. allowed 30, like 38 points scored, by the way. Yeah, that defense is maybe showing a little bit more weakness than we've seen throughout the first couple of weeks and what they've been doing so well up to this point. I like Seattle here, too. Another game that Steelers, I mean, this is back-to-back games. Steelers fans are probably going to be watching. In fact, all the 4 o'clock games, because the all three of the AFC North teams play uh, at, at these hours. The Bengals at the Niners. The Niners are three-and-a-half-point favorites, but Jenna, they, they have lost two straight 
in embarrassing fashion, in my opinion, one to the Browns where they missed a game-winning field goal on top of all the controversy that happened in that game, and then two to the Vikings on Monday Night Football. The Bengals are coming out of the bye. Yes, they're going to the West Coast, but I'm taking Cincinnati. I think that they'll be able to ride some momentum and ride the rest into playing this. We don't know if Brock Purdy's going to play. Sam Darnold might have to play. Whether or not Brock Purdy does, I'm taking the, I'm taking the Bengals here. Yeah, and I think I would feel a little bit differently if the Bengals weren't coming off of a bye here. But yeah, when you same. have especially two weeks to prepare for a Kyle Shanahan offense, yeah, I think that's going to put the Bengals in a really, really, really good spot. I think, too, they're going to come out of the bye. Joe Burrow, who was as healthy as we've seen him all season or two weeks ago heading in or yeah, whatever up to, heading into the bye, however long yeah. it's been. I don't know time at this point. Um, I think that this was the perfect time for a buy to come by no means are the Bengals near where I think that they're going to ca be capable of being at the end of the season. But I think that this is a game that they win. Although I will be intrigued to see if it is Sam Darnold, if Brock Brady cannot clear concussion protocol, how he'll fare in that system that's set up so well for a quarterback to not have to do too much. I agree. It's going to be a big question there. Ravens at Cardinals, eight and a half point favorites on the road are the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens easily. I'm not even looking at this. They're, they're, they're going to steamroll the Cardinals. Yeah, the Ravens are as close to complete as we've seen them with the performance that they had against the Lions last week. I think they build off of that in Arizona. Yes, it's a road game. I still like Baltimore. Similar pick here. Chiefs are seven and a half point favorites on the road at the Denver Broncos. Chiefs are just going to steamroll them as well. Yeah, Kansas City. I hope Taylor Swift is in attendance so that they can even put up more offensive numbers, but I, eh. I like the Chiefs a lot here. Chargers eight and a half point favorites at home against the Bears. Now, this is one where I might take the Bears to cover here because I don't think the Chargers are that good of a team. They have a lot of great talent, but they don't know how to put it together. Brandon Staley is not a good coach. I'm taking the Chargers to win, but man, Bears, Bears might make that a closer than you think. That's exactly my thoughts on this one. I'm intrigued to see how the Bears are going to look and if it's something, it was just a one-week wonder or if it's a little more of, hey, we found some really good things that we can build on. But yeah, I like LA far too much in here and just the offensive weapons they have. Another eight and a half point favorite is the Lions at home. They're playing the Raiders. Lions coming off that beatdown at the hand of the Ra Ravens. I think that they do, they deliver a beatdown to the Raiders here, trying to get, get any to get back in order. And I think that they will. This is a perfect get-right game for the Lions. I like this one. I think they win big over Vegas. Absolutely. She's Jenna Harner. I'm Chris Carter. We got to get to the Steelers picks, for Steelers versus Jaguars. What are the biggest factors that we see in this game that have to play out in the Steelers' favor for them to win? We'll talk about that and our final score predictions here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. She's Jenna Harner. Stick with us. We still have all of that to discuss right here on the show. But first... We want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. If you if you want to have fun winning up to twenty five times your money all football season long, here is your opportunity. All you have to do with Prize Picks is you pick two or more players and just say more or less on their projected stats, and you can place your entry to win your money. Prize Picks is the fun new daily fantasy game that everyone needs to start playing right now. If you're big into fantasy sports, this is a way to get your daily fix by selecting individual player projections and making a simple decision whether they get more or less than a set number of, of stats, whether it's yards gained, sacks, tackles interceptions touchdowns 
all those things available to you uh, on prize picks. And you can do that with any sport. Now that we have all the major sports in action, World Series is here, NHL's back, NBA's back, NFL's in, is well underway, college sports even, all that available to you on prize picks. Just pick two to six players, say more or less than all their stats, and you can win up to 25 times your money. And prize picks offers you the reboot policy where your entries can stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player that exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, the player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Download the PrizePix app today or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first, depo- first deposit match up to $100 at PrizePix. We're also brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash is, is, is a great option for you at any point in time when you're getting ready for a game and you need food at your house. Why root up root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash to save on, on football watch parties. You can get pizza, wings, soda, burgers, and even just the buns. DoorDash gets it all delivered without missing the game. For me, I like to order me some Big Shot Bob's wings because you get Big Shot Bob's wings, you get hundreds of flavors on their on their menu. They never run run out of things, and I like to get them Frank White wings. They they come, they're hot, they're delicious, they're saucy, and so they're a great options. Or you can go to Pittsburgh Classic. You want some Permanis? Get a sirloin steak and cheese from them, all delivered, available on DoorDash. There's so many things. But you want sushi, and you can also even just get groceries that you want. If you want to make your own food, that's where DoorDash is so clutch. Right now, you can get. 50% off up to $10 the value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-23 when you order on DoorDash today. Subject change, terms and conditions apply. Want even more value? You can save on all your groceries and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Get prepared for before game day. Stop up, stock up on your favorites, appetizers, and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Don't forget 50% off, off up to $10 in value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject, subject to change, terms and conditions apply. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, it's time to talk Steelers at Jaguars here now. FanDuel Sportsbook, number one sportsbook in America, has the Jaguars as two-and-a-half-point favorites. As always, that means the Steelers got three points in that calculation of being the home team, uh, They were, which means they really think the Jaguars can beat them anywhere in the five-and-a-half-point range here. What's the biggest thing you need to see from the Steelers in this game for them to get the win? Is it more of an offensive thing and seeing that explosion, or is it more of the defense in limiting Trevor Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, who's also really stepped up in recent weeks? I go back and forth on this so much because I want to say it's the offense. Kenny Pickett has to be making smart decisions. This pass rush is going to absolutely be bearing down on him. The, the ability for the Jags to give up yards to receivers. Again, Derek Carr threw for over 300 yards against them the last time they played that Thursday night game. But for me, this comes down to the defense and can not only they stop the run and limit Travis Etienne because he leads the league in rushing attempts. They are going to hand this man the ball. They're going to do it a lot. We know the Steelers talked consistently, especially last week too, after the game, TJ Watt talked about making sure they have to shore things, more things up 
in the run defense. But can this defense slow down a Jags team that has had a little more rest than the Steelers are going to have coming into this game, but also a team that I think still hasn't played their best game or what they feel like is their best game of the season. There's a lot of talk about, hey, this is going to be a good measuring stick to see where these two teams really lie in the NFL, who's a better team. And I think the Jags want to come in and prove it and say, hey, look at our offense. We can move the ball. We can move things. uh, We can do things really solidly. I am going to be also, though, intrigued at the fact, and this is also defensively, can the pass rush get to Trevor Lawrence? Because against the, mm. uh, I was going to say against the Titans, against the Saints, there he didn't take a sack and there weren't even, there wasn't even a quarterback hit. So how are they going to scheme against Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt? And how are TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith going to overcome that? And if they're not, who else defensively is going to step up to make sure that that doesn't happen? That's going to be a big thing for me. That is going to be a big thing, and it's funny. Both these teams have allowed 16 sacks to their quarterbacks this this season. Uh, Steelers doing that in just one last game, but still a big point there of emphasis. I'm right with you, though. I think part of this, the key here, the Steelers need just a balance. They don't need an offensive explosion this game. I think this is a Steelers team. They've you know they haven't played the Jaguars in a while. It's been it's been a minute, so they haven't had a chance to really see this incarnation of the team. But they've seen Doug Peterson before. They, yep. they 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 can look at these things on film. And I think, especially in this last week, you saw them counter what Sean McVay wants to do so well. If they can come up with another plan, like I can see them coming up with another plan like that on defense, limiting what Trevor Lawrence likes to do, making a young quarterback make, make some mistakes. They, but they have to stop the run. You yeah. cannot let them get easy yards with Travis ATN. You saw that start to happen with the Rams a little bit, but they need to be able to stop the run. If they stop the run, I think that is your biggest factor here because then Trevor Lawrence gets a lot of pressure put on him, and then he starts to make mistakes, maybe throw some interceptions. Trevor Lawrence, he hasn't had the start to the year that everyone thought he might after his his, his finish last year. So that, I think, is the biggest factor here. Stop Travis ATN. Get 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 him get to keep them out of a rhythm of, of a balanced offensive attack. Force them to just win through the air, and then let T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith get after it. Uh, because the Jaguars' offensive line, kind of like the Steelers, they have ups and downs, but they are very beatable when you look at the situations offensively. I'm I'm I'm, I'm right with you. I think you know they want to also be able to change change the line of scrimmage. They also they want to run the ball, but it has to be that balanced attack where you see Kenny Pickett make smart decisions. So I, I think we both agree taking Travis ATN out of the game, forcing Trevor Lawrence to beat you and getting after him so that he has to do so. And also containing it. He is athletic. He will take off on you, but they're used to that with Lamar Jackson. They should have, they should have the game plan in play to limit a guy like that. So with all that said, Jenna Harn, give us your Steelers Jaguars prediction, how you see it playing out. What's the biggest factor to the game and your final score? Well, I'm first of all, picking the Steelers to win this one, which, um, can we go back to last week for a second? And the whoa, 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 why, why are we, why are we bringing up the past here? Uh, we're talking about the, the future and the current. Like we don't need to go back to who didn't pick the Steelers against the Rams. It just, you just that's a little aggressive, I think. I was going more of who picked the score. That was basically the score. I think I had twenty three seventeen. Oh, you, you did. You, you were very close. You yeah. were very close. It was close there. So, uh, hey. It always works out that way sometimes, but look, I'm going with the Steelers to win this game, and I know I am not in the majority nationally. I know Steelers fans, obviously, but majority nationally, I think a lot of people are looking at this and they're saying the Jags are a much better team, and a lot of people, a lot of the experts have the Jags winning a close one. I have it going on the flip side. I have the Steelers winning a close one because we've seen them 
I, I just, and it was a small sample size, I know, but the way they were able to game plan against the Rams, the way they were able to scheme against limiting Aaron Donald, the way they were able to find the options that they did, the way they came out in the second half, the way that we saw Kenny Pickett play in that fourth quarter, I think that's a lot of good things they can build on here. So I think a turning point in the game is going to be a defensive turnover that is just going to be, it's going to be a really close game back and forth. It's going to be something the Steelers defense gets a key takeaway, whether it's a forced fumble, whether it's an interception, whether it's, you know, uh, Alex Highsmith pick six, cause let's see more of those. Um, but I think that's going to be a huge thing that puts the Steelers in really, really, really solid territory. They're maybe may kind of similar to what we saw. TJ Watt sets them up. They're right in the red zone. They capitalize it on off offensively. And if they score, Again, recipe for success for the Steelers this season, score points. You score more than 17 points, this team is 4-0. And again, I know that equates to a whole lot of nothing and also a whole lot of, man, well, it was this, it was this, it was this. If this offense can score, I think that they are going to win this game. So I'm going Steelers in a close one. I think it's going to be like a 24-20 type game, kind of a dogfight right until the end. But I think the Steelers, especially being back at home now, they have three in a row at home. I think they're going to feel really good about this. I also feel feel like they're going to build some momentum. They're coming back from the West Coast, road win. They've got some confidence. You just feel the vibe from this team right now. Like yeah. Najee Harris sounds confident, and we'll have more on him on a bonus episode coming up this weekend, so stay tuned for that. We'll have a bonus episode uh, specifically about leadership with the Steelers uh, coming out Saturday, so tune in for that on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. But Kenny Pickett way he's talking and Kenny Pickett and he's the guy like he's not he's not like oh yeah we're about to score a lot of points he's right here but the fact that he's right here while there's all like he's always even keel he's never yeah. too low never too high but the fact that he's still like that after we're seeing this progress right now I think there's that, that lends itself I think that they, they're on the cusp of something not 40 points or anything like that but I think that you see them consistently throughout the game possess the football control the ball I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to make up for my mistake last week and not picking them. I'm picking the Steelers to win this week. I think it's very, very similar to what you said. I think there's some offensive back and forth a little bit early, nothing crazy. Both defenses keep this game in check, but then late in the third, in, in, in the third quarter, I think that the Steelers, the Steelers defense creates a turnover, gets them a short field, maybe even scores themselves. And that starts to give the Steelers momentum. And then in the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett turns it on again, gets a touchdown pass. I'd say George Pickens gets it and they find a way to win 26 17. That's going to be my final score. I think they get a lot of Chris Boswell is going to make quite a few field goals, but that's going to be fine because they'll be consistently scoring and getting first downs this game. And that'll be the key to that victory. So both of us have the Steelers winning this week. Uh, I know there's some people in the comment section that are, that are shrieking of terror because I think, on all times when they when we both picked the Steelers to win, they found a way to lose. So I may have cursed the Steelers in doing so uh, right right now. And we'll revisit that if they lose this week. Maybe that means just I always have to pick the Steelers to lose until until they they win until they lose when I when I pick them to lose. So we'll see that there. But for now, we're both picking the Steelers. Uh, you said 20, 24, 20? Yeah, twenty four twenty. And I said 26-19. We'll see how that plays out. She's Jenna Harner. I'm Chris Carter. Jenna will be at the stadium. I will not be. I'm letting y'all know now. I'm going to be at a wedding this weekend, uh, way out of town. So uh, I will be kind of watching. I, the wedding's on Sunday, so I'll be watching on my phone, and I'll have to be kind of keeping track that way. I will be bringing some recording equipment with me. We'll try to get out a Monday episode. It won't be the same kind of like you know interview filled episode where we bring clips from the, from you know Acrisure Stadium and everything. So. Don't, don't expect all that. We will try to get content out to you as fast as possible as I'm trying to enjoy a weekend that we booked years in advance 
we had no idea it was going to be them playing a five and two Jaguars team uh, on this weekend, but uh, we wanted to celebrate with some friends of ours who are getting married. So we shout out to our friends, Raman and Nuja, because we're going to be at their wedding. But Jenna, let people can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram Jenna underscore Harner and locally on WPXI channel 11 in Pittsburgh, which I want to let everybody know now I tweeted this out, but keep your eyes posted because the Thursday night game, I know we're all jagged talk right now, but the Thursday night game against the Titans on November 2nd, if you are in Pittsburgh locally, you don't have to tune into Amazon prime. You don't have to worry about, Oh, is streaming going to work? Am I going to be 30 seconds behind everything? WPXI Channel 11 is your home for that Thursday night game. I will be at the stadium all day, pregame, postgame, all the fun stuff. So definitely stay tuned for that. But tell your friends, Channel 11, don't worry. If you're in Pittsburgh, you can catch a game. Absolutely. Tune into Ch- Channel 11 anyways, because we're just awesome over there um, bringing everything. She's Jenna Harner. Thanks, Jenna, for joining us here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques, also TikTok as well. You can also read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, uh, you can find me here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, on your favorite podcasting apps, and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel and get all of our daily episodes, including our bonus episode that will be coming out this weekend. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you here uh, Sunday night, Monday morning-ish after the Steelers, the Steelers Jaguars game, wrapping up what could what could be a huge game that determines the, determines a direction for the Steelers season. We'll see you then right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. 